Good morning, everybody. Hopefully you're having an outstanding start of your day, wherever you happen to be. I'm running a little, little behind today, but I think it'll all be okay. Hey, welcome to Break the Cycle with DSC. I am your host, Wayne. I'm not a therapist. I'm an individual much like you. Developed some tips and techniques that helped me along the way that I share with you to help you get your life back. Got to minimize the effects of this toxic situation and to help you prevent, 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 prevent parental alienation with your kids. I guess you can't really prevent it, but I guess mitigated is probably more appropriate. Excuse me. Remember that only a licensed therapist in a clinical environment can diagnose somebody with a personality disorder. So be careful throwing down those terms. I've seen so many people hurt their own credibility by playing therapist and it just doesn't end well. Figure out the symptoms, understand the techniques and the issues that you can use to undo that or to mitigate it. But don't go around screaming from the rooftops. I think I said mountaintops the other day of what that you figure the person out and it just hurts your credibility. It's not worth it. Hey, if you like what's going on here and you want to support, click the join button. When you do, you get custom badges, special, uh, or, <laughs> let me try that again. Special badges, custom emojis, names listed on the credits, access to member only events and a member only discord. If you want to get the text notification, you can dial, uh, or not dial text DSD live to eight, four, four, five, five, nine, eight, zero, zero, one, two DSD live. One word, eight, four, four, five, nine, eight, zero, zero, one, two. And the phone lines will be open today. Those numbers are one, four, two, four, three, seven, three, five, four, eight, three, or one, four, two, four DSD live. There's also a web interface that if you're outside the country, you can bypass those international calling options by using that. The numbers are also scrolling across the bottom of the screen. And I got to hit host show. I forgot to do that. So let me do that right now. Anyways, hopefully you guys have your coffee in hand, if that is appropriate. I have been dragging lately, which makes things incredibly complicated. <laughs> Nothing quite like just feeling a little out of it. So, wanted to chat today about getting wrapped up, caught up in the games and the provocations that a toxic person tends to like to do. See, one of the things you guys have to remember if you're new on this, excuse me, is that a toxic narcissistic person has a unique skill of being able to watch what a person's doing and to just suck in a ton of data points on what makes you tick. What's important to you? What are your weak points? What's you know, what is the most effective dagger and the right point to hit to cause the most damage and uh, provide them with the most bang for the buck? And the re- reality of this, hold on, I'm trying to pull up my, I hit the wrong button. The reality of this is that and it's, it's a, I've, I've, in the last couple of coaching calls I've had, one thing I've noticed is this reoccurring theme where everybody, not everybody, where, where the ex is able to pinpoint that precise location and get you to completely freak out. And what I need you to understand is... That is absolutely by design. Whatever is the most important. If it's your career, they'll go after that. If it's your reputation, they'll go after that. They'll go after certain things, but but it's more subtle than that. They they know what really bothers you. Like so, let's say if they know that something's really important to you, 
like for instance, I'm trying to think of a, a scenario, but let's say photography is really important to me. Then what they'll do is they'll find a way to push the button to like, and this didn't happen in my scenario, but just what I'm, what I'm talking about is like they would find somebody else and they would have your, like if you had kids, they would have your kids start hanging out with Billy, teaching them photography and stuff like that. Right. So then, then that way, what happens is the kids come over and it's like, daddy, 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 you know, I've talked to, uh, you know, mommy's new friend, Billy. I mean, friend Billy has, a. Uh, is into cameras and he uses a different one than you do. And he's so smart and you know, yada, yada, yada while you're not seeing the, you know, you know, maybe that's like, you only get the kids to see the kids every other weekend. And you can't do anything with them or, or worse. It's supervising you. And it's just, it's, it's one of those things that they find those points to try to get you to react. And you got to remember that what's also happening at the same time is they're telling everybody that you're controlling, that you're angry, that you're can't let it go, you know, all this laundry list of issues. And as a result of it, you end up inadvertently acting out what they're saying, proving their point. And it's really important to understand that and to understand that they're playing you and that as a it, and we're, we're actually entering in our own demise on this. What's really important, what's really important on this is you have to understand that and if at all possible, do the opposite. So curious what you guys think about that. Uh, I see some people wanted to call in. The phone lines are open. I did forget to hit the button to start it. So it should be good to go now. If you want to dial in, it's 1424-373-5483. Let me look and see who's got a couple people in the comments, which is always nice. Good morning, Camilla. Good morning, Heidi. Good morning, Jackie. Good morning, April. Good morning, Bianca. What's up with you? Uh, John, good morning to you as well. Debbie, moderator Debbie, girlfriend Debbie. We actually had to go, not had to. We actually went out to dinner last night, which was kind of nice. Got to... Uh, get up to her town, do some grocery shopping, stuff like that. We don't, unfortunately, we live in two different towns, which is kind of a bummer. And then the current housing market has made that, uh, made that problematic. Uh, all right. I am and, and, and <laughs> anyways, Trying to follow comments. All right, I'm waiting for the call screening to commence. And we will jump into it. Oh, if you guys want to, during the live show, if you want to get my attention and ask a question, just in the comments, put a question. I also just want to double check for people watching the replay. Uh, do you know? Do you know? Do you know that there is a podcast version on this? Break the cycle with DST on all your favorite podcast players, uh, and I've been attempting to start uploading the video version to Spotify. So see how that goes. All right, let me get this set up. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Jay, how you doing? Hey, AJ, how you doing, man? I've talked to you a few times. Yeah, uh, I'm all right. Could be better, but I've talked to you a few times before. Been, uh, divorce was finalized two months ago, but uh, my uh, my ex got a letter from her lawyer the other day stating that uh, she's moving, and uh, she's moving into the uh, affair partner's house, who she always denied never had an affair with, who was my friend, and uh, bringing my kids with her, and engaged to get married, threatened me for, uh, threatened to uh, take action if I tried to call her, try to talk to kids about it. So yeah, I was doing pretty good and feeling, uh, but uh, yeah, this just kind of set me back. <laughs> Not that I wanted to get back together with her or anything, but you know, they're talking about just when the ex just pokes you, they really do. It's like, yep. she has to go through a lawyer to tell me that. <laughs> you know, and, and it's, that's actually, 
I'm first sorry you're going through that, man. And but that is exactly what I was just talking about when I started the show, right? You know, I mean, it it, it has yeah. to always be complicated, difficult, and it's just they, it, it man, I, you know, she's gonna move on with her life. You know, that okay, fine. I mean, there's this was probably inevitable. You probably figured that was probably gonna happen. But it's yeah. one of those things where it just irritates. Like you, everybody you know, knew. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and and I get it. I mean, I you you probably fell in the same trap I did at the beginning. You know, you're trying to trying to bring things up, and then you know, I was trying to tell my kids what was going on, and then I got slammed. You know, if you talk about that, you're going to jail. You know, and I got a court order saying, you know, you will not discuss anything. So, you know, I mean, your kids aren't stupid. No one else is stupid. The the thing is, man, you you just really. It, it, you, you got to really practice that black hole thinking because especially right. in the early part of this, there's just going to be constant things that are reminding, re, going to remind you of this and getting drugged back down into that pit of, pit of hell is not going to do you any good. It's not going to do the kids any good. Um, actually it'll help her, right? I mean, the more angry and the more this affects you, it's like a bonus to everything that's going on. It's like gift with purchase. And so what are you what are you trying to do to cope with it? Uh, you know, I got a counselor that I meet with, so I immediately called him. Uh, you know, yeah, not doesn't call it black hole thinking, but uh, yeah, black hole. What you were saying, but you know, same thing. Like that's the path. You know, you you already set, you already made a path to move on, but gosh, it's just so triggering because oh yeah, gaslit. You know, for the past year, mm-hmm. you know, the, this all, this all started when. I said, there's something going on between you and him, you know, oh, we're getting together as oh, yeah. families and, and she kept denying it, denying it, denying it, and then separated, find out they're taking trips together with all the kids and still denying it. So yeah, I knew. And, and, and all the, all of the moves that her no lawyer made as far as the divorce decree to, you know, essentially, I, I, I could read it. I could see what was going to happen next. And it just sucks that, that, it happened and essentially the mask dropped, you know, they were telling me that I was crazy, that nothing was well, going on. And, and, you know, and I, days. and I would bet, I would venture to guess that the excuse is going to be, Oh, well, it didn't start out that way. It's just, you know, we were, right. we were together and we were friends and, and just working through it and our relationship blossomed. And it was only after, you know, the ink dried on the court order, right. you know, 27 <laughs> minutes later, we realized, wow, you know, we're soulmates, <laughs> you know, I, and you know, it's tough because I, and I really feel for you, man. Cause you know, when the, when your therapist, I mean, when everyone tells you, you got to let it go and you know, you got to move on with your life and that's in the past, that's easy to say. Uh, and I think the piece mm-hmm. that, that people forget when they say that, and, and this is the problem I always had with it is it's like, you can say that, but, but you got to add the how or the why. Right. And, and what right. I, what I mean is, is that, the 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 reason you have to do that is because one it isn't it doesn't do anything good for you and every moment that you stay connected with that she still has a hold on you and she's still negatively and they are still negatively affecting your life and you're basically giving your power to them and then when you and then when you mm-hmm. finally realize that and it took me a while to realize that when you finally realize that you know every moment that I'm ruminating about this is is like just filling their buckets of narcissistic supply right up you know and it's like and right. it's it's not helping you it's actually holding you back and that time that you're spending thinking about it ruminating about it being angry about it being sad about it because there's a part of that that's going to be there too it's whole it's, it's time that you can't use on your own life right you're it's not it's time that you're not being able to utilize to rebuild your own, you know, your future. And, and I, and it's, I I mean, I I can't say that it's easy for me to say, because as I'm talking about this, I'm remembering the the days where I would get up, you know, I would wake up and from the time my eyeballs opened until they closed at the end of the day, that entire waking period of time was spent thinking about what had happened, what she was doing, you know, how messed up it was, how, I mean, just in, in intricate detail, how it affected my life. I mean, 
and that went on for yeah you know a year or two i mean it was a horrible it was a horrible time it was one of the darkest times i ever had you know all that waste all my wishful thinking is it's been tapering off but you know when triggers like this happen it just kind of it just bring me back to you know bring me back a step or two so yeah you know i think about oh gosh and what if we never met this guy and we would have never all become friends and we never had done this trip together or you know you know, lake together or something like that. I, I, what you got to do, don't, and, and I think I remember you mentioning that before on a previous call. What, what I got to just say, and, and I think I said this last time, somebody who wants to do this, it, 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 this doesn't happen do because she found someone else or because you, you know, whatever. It, it's something that they wanted to do anyways. And I understand what you're saying because what, yeah. you, what you just said, I said myself. Oh, if we wouldn't have, because there was a person who, you know, seemed to facilitate the destruction of the marriage and it, it would have, ha- it's just, yeah, that person didn't help, but it's not their fault. It's your, it's, it's our ex's fault. You know, they wanted to do that for whatever yeah. reason. And that person just happened to be the person that popped up in the queue that they were able to do it with. So I, I and I really, right. I, I really yeah. get, I guess maybe sad's the right word, but I get, I get bummed when I hear that because I know, I mean, I, like I said, I just said that I, I went through that same thing, but, um, cause I think we all do. We are like, Oh my God, we had this family, we had this future and this scenario happened. And, and because I chose left instead of right now I'm in this scenario. And the reality is, is that it would have been someone else. It would have been somebody from work. It would have been somebody from church. Yeah. It would have been somebody at the, where they went to work out or school mm-hmm. or, or whatever, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, and the reality is, is that means that person was never truly invested in you. And, you know, and the right. hard part yeah. is, yeah. is that, and this is, and this goes for every, you know, man or woman, whoever is going through this, it's like one side is invested in the other person. The other person doesn't give a rat's ass and it never really meant anything. It wasn't real, you know, I mean, and it makes it really mm-hmm. hard because you gave all to this person. And they just threw it in the ground, you know, jumped up and down on it and moved on to somebody else. So it's re and it's, yeah. and it, I think I, I don't know. It hurts. I, I've told you this before, but like when, when she did leave me immediately started accusing me of narcissistic abuse. And that's when I'm like, I mean, I know what a narcissist is, but what is this? And then that's when yeah. I did some research and found you. And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the one that's cheating right now. And, you know, that's kind of the telltale sign of the narcissist. Oh, yeah. Well, and projection and, you know, they accuse you of, um, you, uh, they accuse you of doing what they're doing. And I mean, they all, it's all the same patterns, right? But I mean, that's, but the hard part is, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's easy, you know, from an academic type way of looking at it and just saying, oh, okay, you know, oh yeah, I can see all these points. But when you're living it, it freaking hurts. Right. So. Yeah. You just got to give yourself some time. You know, well, let me back up. Well, I'll finish that thought first. You you do have to give yourself time to heal through this. And you also have to expect, especially since you're still early in this, that there are going to be things that are going to trigger, trigger you like what you're dealing with. I hate that effing word, right? But it's true. I mean, in our situation, that is real. It's not fake. It's like, oh my God, you know, you said something and, you know, I have to... Uh, uh, you know, do my social credit points or whatever. I mean, it's like it literally is causing a PTSD response and it's like ripping the wound off, you, you know, again. And it's critically important right. that every one of us and that you work on that because what you don't want is 20 years from now when something happens and it, that it triggers you and you're feeling like you felt six months ago, you know, 10 years from now. And, I, and, and I, I, when I say that... I remember when I was talking to my, my own father about my, my scenario and it was triggering him. I mean, his divorce, I mean, he'd been remarried, you know, for like 30 some odd, maybe 40 years. And he was refilling those emotions from, you know, 50 years ago. I mean, it was just, well, not 50, Mm -hmm. but cause I'm not that old, but, but you know what I mean? And it's like, and F that, you know, what I want is, is that, that, that they no longer have any power over you that whatever they do, you just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it doesn't cause a reaction. That's when you really heal, heal from this. Yeah. So in some ways I don't mind. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
that's what I'm striving for. Yeah, and and sometimes I don't mind when I hear people who who have a backslide because it's telling you that it, it's telling you that you still have some more work to do. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, it sucks. It doesn't feel good. But yeah. the worst scenario, not worse, but a bad scenario is whenever you're feeling good, you know, you put it you put it in the box underneath the bed and you're not affected by it. And then a year or so later, something happens and it's like the box rips open and everything just comes pouring back out again. I mean, that that happened to me about a year into it where I didn't uh, I thought everything was great. I'm like, I thought I'd moved on. And my ex found kind of like, I mean, not quite the same what you're talking about, but there was a scenario, a couple scenarios where she was able to take her bony little finger and go boop, and push right on my button. And it was like everything. I mean, it, it was mm-hmm. it, it was like it happened yesterday. And I'm like, what the hell? And it actually surprised me. It actually shocked yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, that's, <clears throat> yeah, I mean that's how this that's how this letter felt. You know, this disclosure. But you know, we got three kids between us, and we're sharing fifty fifty. And you yeah. know, I, I I could see it in my kids' faces. There, I mean, basically, they've been they've been gaslit too, thinking oh, of that course. oh, we're just going to go over and spend all this time with our with your best friend, and I'm friends with their dad, and. You know, we're just being friends, and then next thing you know, oh, I'm marrying your best friend's dad. <laughs> so yeah, I could see it in their faces. They're 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 just being forced into yeah. This. And I know they'll be okay. You know, it's got to be. I got to be a a place of uh, sanctuary for them whenever I have them. And sure exactly, that, exactly. I'm gonna be open and honest with them about my life. Yeah, and the reality is, is that. You know, the, the man, I really feel for your kids on that because it's going to mess with their mind more. I mean, kids always, no matter what happens, they want the parents to get back together. But for them to live that and know, you know, I mean, you guys all hung out before. I mean, they knew this person. This isn't a new person. Even if they don't say anything to to mom and the and the new person, you know, new guy, uh, they're going to know, and it's going to affect them. So yeah, I mean, if the the yeah. more you can make your place a sanctuary for them, the better they're gonna, the better they will be. And then we just gotta hope that your ex doesn't play more games or start screwing around with custody and stuff like that. And when you said that she was moving, I mean, I'm assuming it was not far away. It was just so it won't affect custody. It's just now they'll be living together yeah. and they'll be rubbing it in your face even more, right? Yeah, they already. Yeah, she moved into this house already. You know, we're, you know, we have, we were a Christian household, and kids are raised with Christian values. So, you know, this is a, a shock to them to see their mom move in with, with, you know, not only remarry another man, or you know, begin to remarry another man, but move in with somebody and still be unmarried. It's just not, not really the way that they grew up in, you know. So, yeah, it, it's gonna mess with their heads. You know, and, and, you know, and probably some of this is by design just to mess with you. Kind of like what I was talking. Again, that's another example of what I was talking about at the, at the start of the show. You know, she knows that the, your values are important to you and she is just crapping all over them. Right. I mean, and, and unfortunately in these scenarios, especially when we have kids, there's nothing, there's nothing we can do to control what they do. They can do whatever they want. You know, I mean, it's a free country, so there's, I mean, unless there's, I mean, nowadays, nobody even cares, right? I mean, it's like not, it's not like there's a, there's guilt and shame in doing this. So there's, you know, zero Mm -hmm. consequences. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to do my best to uh, keep my household, you know, uh, stable and, you know, hopefully, hopefully one day, you know, I can. I can meet somebody new and, you know, not screw over my kids by just introducing somebody to them and forcing them to, to, uh, to kind of deal with it. Yeah. No, I'd definitely take your time. I mean, you know, I, I personally feel, I mean, I know I have a long-term girlfriend, but we don't live together. We haven't combined households, you know, uh, not unfortunately, but I mean, the reality is, is once you have kids, you have responsibilities and you don't have full autonomy. <laughs> you shouldn't have full autonomy of what your decisions in life, because now there's other people that, uh, depending upon you. It would absolutely be nice if the other person would do the same thing, but I, you know, as we know, that doesn't happen. 
so yeah, I would definitely take it slow. I mean, if you do start dating something, wait a while before you introduce them to the kids, uh, because you don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to be introducing people all the time. Uh, I know you probably more than likely, cause this is very common. You want to find somebody soon just to show the ex that you can find somebody. Uh, and don't, don't fall for that trap. You know, use this time to work on yourself, get yourself, uh, healed from what everything that happened and become a better, stronger person and have better values and a better picker and your life will be better. You know, the problem with these people is they create, I mean, th- this whole scenario that you're talking about was created in chaos. So the likelihood that they're going to have a peaceful, mm-hmm. loving relationship without chaos is as about as close to zero as you can possibly get. So it's going to not be a fun scenario for them. I mean, they they could yeah. end up being married for the next 50 I years, know. you know. I mean, it, you know, they, but I mean, there's going to be crap there. There's no way around it. You know what I mean? Right. But like you said, like a black hole thinking, I'm not, I'm really, yeah. really trying not to kind of like dwell on that and kind of like. Yeah look at the clock and wait to see when, when, you know, it's going to, it's going to break down for them because. Well, and you don't want to put, yeah, you right. And you don't want to see, that's the problem is you don't want to start, keep spending all your intention thinking about them. You got to get to the point that instead of you thinking about that, you're thinking about, you know, what you're going to do with your life. And you get to the point where you're excited about tomorrow because it's exciting on, you know, even though you don't know what's going to happen, you know, it's like, Ooh, what will the next six months be like? You may not be there now, but, mm-hmm. uh, it's when you can get to that point, it is powerful. So anyways, man, yeah. hang, hang yeah, in there, man. There. <laughs> you know, you're, you're yeah, doing thanks, good man. with all this. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I know it's hard, but, uh, it, it really sounds like you have a good head on your shoulders and how you're dealing with it and just stick with that, you know, refer back to a lot of the tips and techniques cause it'll, it'll help you. Um, remember that when your therapist and other people are giving you advice, a lot of time, or thoughts, or you know, ways to think about things. A lot of times, they just don't close the loop on, on the reason why, you know, uh, and mm-hmm. and what it really means to you. Because it's it's so annoying when people say just when when you know just let it go or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, you can't, yeah. you know. I mean, it's like okay, but it's like the the thing is what they need to say. And I'll, this is what I'll say to you, dude. You've got to let it go because it will kill you and destroy your life. If you don't, and do you really want to give her that power over you? And that, that's the simple reality of it, but no one yeah. generally says it that way, but that, I mean, but that's really what it is, right? right? Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I feel like I'm getting, uh, you know, put the needles regarding this and I don't want that to happen, you know, long-term. So, Yeah. But that's rough though, dude. I mean, cause it's like, you know, I'm sure when you got that, you're like, holy crap, that's exactly what I've been saying for the last year. This is what they've been lying about. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, miraculously. Yeah. I mean, I had, a, I, had a, yeah. I had a feeling of vindication, but you know, it wasn't, I wasn't like jumping up and down, you know, happy that I was right. <laughs> well, you probably, yeah. I mean, I, I had a few instances where I'd be like, yeah, I picked it. And then the, the, the reality of it starts settling in and it just starts pulling you down. Right. So, and that's what you got to be. be. And and I get, dude, I still have those times. There'll be things that happen with, I'll have, I'll be chatting with my son and he'll say something and he'll be, you know, and it's exactly the way I predicted it would happen. You know, and he's frustrated because he's like, you know, dang it. Why, you know, you're always freaking right. It's like, can't you prove you wrong once, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, you know, it is what it is, man. But it's like one of those things where, yeah, I mean, it's a vindication, but at the same time, you're shaking your head, just going, give me a break. Seriously. Um, Cause I'm sure you're right. probably thinking it's like, come right. on, you know, just, just break it off for a little bit and, and try to give some type of gap to like play the illusion to make it easier on our kids or, or, you know, just find somewhere right. else or, or yeah. do something different, but they don't, they only think of themselves. You know, that's what narcissists, that's what, as you've done your research, that's what, you know, they are self-centered, self-focused and don't care about the consequences. They only think about themselves, which is the, well, I don't want to get into a, you know, good versus evil or religious discussion, but it's all, I mean, mm-hmm. it's all out there, right? I mean, the stories and the, and what this is, is, is 
I mean, it, it, it's not like it's super surprising that in the world we're in, this type of stuff happens now. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Seen it many times before. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Thanks for calling. I do have another caller yeah. on the All line. Right. So okay, hang in there, dude. You're doing good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Before I go to the next caller, I just, you know, it, we all know that this stuff is tough. You know, I mean, that's, that's not, that's not anything new. Uh, and it's just so damn painful because it's, it just, it just reinforces what you already know. It's, I mean, it's a bit of validation. I don't say vindication is probably not the right word for it, but, but it's one of those things where you just, it happens and you're like, Oh my God, I knew this was going to happen. And and then it freaking a lot of times, especially at the early part of it, it just brings it all back. It brings it, it brings those raw emotions and everything back. So for people who are new, let me, uh, I, I just want, and we kind of hinted on this with that last caller. If you go to my main YouTube page, the first real playlist is mindset for narcissistic abuse recovery. I would highly encourage you if you're new to go through and just listen or watch these videos or listen to them. They're not really on the podcast. So if you're on the podcast, then just go to dad surviving divorce at YouTube or youtube.com slash dad surviving divorce. And you will find on the main page, the, the, that playlist. And I would go through that starts out with hybrid, no contact, which is, you know, the methodology of how you interact with your ex absolute thinking to help you understand what you're dealing with. Black hole thinking we were just talking about, and then all the things that kind of feed in on that. <clears throat> being in love with the illusion, uh, when they wanting to reach out to your ex. I mean, I even fell into that where I, you know, I, there were times where I wanted to poke the ex in the eye and it's like, Hey, remember the relationship we had? And it's just, it doesn't do anything good for you. Actually, it keeps you connected to the ex and it keeps you, you know, basically going through that same thing over and over again. Oh man, we're getting a bunch of calls. So let me go to the next one. Uh, if I can get to the right button. Hello and welcome to the show. How are you doing? My name is Ron. Hey Ron, how are you doing today, man? I'm all right. I just saw your show. Come on, just figure I'd call up and get some advice. Absolutely. What's going on? Well, for the past eight years plus, uh, my daughters haven't uh, wanted to see me or talk with me, and my family and also. So everybody's kind of like dealing with this uh, heartache. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the sad thing about it is that we don't even know why. Okay, how's your daughter? Well, my daughters now, both of them are adults. One's going to be twenty-one in December, and the other one's going to be is twenty-three this July. And okay. the funny thing is, during this pandemic, the court system was closed here in New York. So when I went to do a downward modification recently, she got upset about that, I guess. I've been paying an extra two years child support, which I don't really mind. It's just my kids. The money thing is not what I'm worried about. But because it's coming to an end in December for my younger one, mm -hmm. she's taking me back to court for more money, upward modifications, a bunch of just crazy stuff just to start being a pain in the butt. And then on top of it, I still don't see my kids, and it's been eight years plus, and I don't even know what to do. I don't even have their phone numbers no more. I don't even know how to, you know, fix this. See, it's tougher when they're adults and they don't want to talk to you. Well, it's tougher, and then it also opens up some opportunities. So first, let's ad address the – you said your ex is taking you back to try to modify support to basically either increase the amount. Are they trying to increase the time? Is she trying to increase the time or just the amount of money? Yeah. Well, because my older daughter wasn't taking off child support for two years during the pandemic, she thinks that my younger daughter should get two years more also. And I said, that's not how it works. It's supposed to end at 21, but it didn't happen because the courts weren't in operation here in New York. So I right. had to pay. Well, it comes uh, my my uh, pension automatically, and it can't be changed until a judge gives me a, a downward modification order or, right. you know, an ending of trial. Which is really frustrating. 
you know, here, here's. I just did it because everybody keeps telling me, why do you keep paying for your daughter who's 23 and she's a nurse? Right. What I would see here, here's the. I go to the website we keep talking over each other and, and you're clipping let me just say this real quick what, what i'll say is first more than likely what's happening is is your ex realizes that her ability to jab you in the eye is quickly coming to an end because once support's done and with the kids not talking to you you will have no re you know there's no reason to interact and you can start moving on with your life so this is like her last hell mary play just to basically say, like, look at me, look at me. Hey, don't forget. Remember, remember, I ruined your life and I took all your money, and you, you haven't seen your kids for eight years. So, I mean, the reality. I mean, she can think whatever she wants, right? I mean, she could think, well, you know, because the sky is blue. Um, man, you are clipping bad. Go ahead and I'll, I'll, I'll not say anything. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. I took you off speaker. I was on speaker. Maybe that's why it's cutting in and out. Oh, you sound better now. Okay. Is it better? Yeah, yeah. What were you saying? I, I apologize. Um, I don't mind her bull crap. I just want my daughters to know the truth or even get back in my life and not go backwards and talk about it. I just want to go forward. And can't fix what happened already. Just let's go forward. That's how I feel. Yeah. And have you had a, have you, ha, ha, ooh, sorry about that. I'm getting tongue tied. Have you had that opportunity to say that to your girls? I've asked them. Only thing I have contact is through Instagram, and I gotta wait for them to either want to respond or not. And once in a blue moon they respond, it's just more like appeasing me. Mm -hmm. But honestly, it's I've done the same. Want to get together? I miss you, love you. Act for the last eight years, and they're not. They're just so I guess worried about what their mother and mother's family would think. And I get upset because my own family has been, you know, not allowed to see them or talk to them also. Yeah, it's amazing how the they're able to, I don't mean your kids, but it's, it's amazing how a toxic ex is able to spin that story like you're just talking about. And it's like, wait a minute, what what about my family? You know, you, there's a whole other side of the family that this is negatively affecting. But obviously, right, right. They, I, I, I don't understand that. Well, the reality is, is that, you know, for the last eight years, your ex has, and their mom has done an outstanding job of when I say I'm being sarcastic, but, you know, has done a, an outstanding job of convincing them that you're the bad guy. And they have. See, the problem is with people like that, the kids know that the love is not unconditional. It's conditional. And the condition is, is if you show any interest or, or love or an affection for your father, you're going to pay. And it's not, you know, and, and the kids learn that early on and then it gets ingrained in their head. So they always know that they have, they're, they're, they're laser like focused on responding and appeasing the mom. And it, I mean, I deal with that too. I mean, my kids are, I mean, I still have a, my youngest is 16, almost 17. And even still, I mean, it's still all my kids still are in that mode to where they're trying to appease mom. So here, here's the thing. You know, get through the court yeah. thing, completely understand that your ex is going to spin it to the kids that, you know, your dad just, you know, ruined my life and, you know, I'm not getting what I'm entitled to and, you know, whatever the excuse is, because that's what they all say. And there's probably a piece of it where their kids are going to be like, well, mommy's hurting and you're hurting her and not even thinking about how it affects you, but just get through it. You know, yeah. I mean, there's no legal basis for you to keep paying for no apparent reason. Now, you know, and well as I do, the likelihood you're going to get back pay for overpaying is like zero. But, you know, just you're going to have to go through no, I'm this. I'm not getting anything back. I know that. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> just get it terminated. And then the next thing is is to, to work with trying to reestablish some type of communication with your kids. Now, what I would encourage you to, to be very careful of is how you communicate with, with them, meaning be very careful of anything that, that could potentially make them feel guilty or feel like you're trying to guilt trip them into talking to I you. Never, I never try to make them feel guilty or talk bad about their mother. No, or no, but, but see, what, not, what I'm talking about isn't not, not quite like that. What I'm saying is, is like when you say certain things like, oh, it's been so long, I really miss you, I really, you know, it, it, there's a piece of that where it can feel like to them that you're trying to guilt trip them. You know, and, and it needs to be more, I, I would actually encourage you to be more 
not talking about the past with the only way being just saying, Hey, can we sit down and have a conversation about what happened or something? And if you ever get that opportunity and they decide that they need, they feel like they need to blast you, you need to sit there and take it and, and listen to whatever they say. And if they, you know, cause that's their reality, right? If they come back and dad, you're, you're a piece of crap yeah. and you left us and, and mommy had to struggle. And, you know, and you're thinking to yourself, are you kidding me? You know, I've been paying for everything. You know, <laughs> I got pushed out. I got financially ruined and, you know, but you can't say any of that. You got to let them speak yeah. their, speak their piece. And then basically at the end, just pause, don't make excuses. Don't try to justify it and say, you know, but how do we go forward? You know, I'm still your father. I want to be in your that's life. Exactly you know, it. say again. What you've been saying is something I've been trying to do. I've never tried to guilt them. And I've always just think about, I'm proud of you. The great school. Congratulations. Things like that. I don't try to always talk about me. Now they don't live that. with, so like the oldest one, does she live? I mean, I'm assuming the oldest one lives on her own or do they all live with mom? No, they still with them. They still do. Do they have jobs and stuff like that or? I mean, I guess what I'm trying yes, to say is, uh, is, there, is there an opportunity for you to say, hey, I'm going to be in your area. Can we meet for lunch or can we go to dinner or can we go get a coffee um, and just try that way? You know, I live four miles away from them. And honestly, it, it, I try not to like do something like that because I don't their mother will bring me to court or make out. Like, it's like constantly having like my nerves shot to worry about if something's going to happen. Right. Well, I mean, the reality, I mean, I guess technically you can always, I mean, the, this, the problem with court is you can always go to court, right? I mean, and, and if they're all, if the girls are living with mom, then she'll tr probably try to make it that you're stalking or you're doing something, you know, she'll try to make it about her and try to get some type of thing to say, Hey, you need to stay away. Cause you're, you know, you're affecting everybody or worse, convince the kids that you're harassing them and get them to file something. Now you're in a, you're probably in a scenario where, I, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I actually moved on a long time ago and I, I lived with my, uh, you know, domestic partner. I'm engaged to her and never got married because I was hoping they would be part of it. Right. And my ex is like always complaining to people. Oh, he did this. He did that. I gave her everything that was supposed to be given to her plus. And on top of it, for the last 18 years since the divorce, yeah. It's always been something that was, she always put like a, something in it that hurt me. Oh, of so course. The hardest yeah. thing in the last 18 years is trying to be, you know, polite and, you know, uh, cordial because she, she digs into me all the time. You're talking about the ex, right? Yeah, the ex. So I, I live with my, 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 my domestic partner and my, my three stepchildren who were more part of my children's life since they were five. And it's their triplets. And thank God for them because they keep me focused, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. I, you know, I, mean, I got a good life. I'm complaining about my and, life. And, I just miss my daughter. And the thing is, is, you know, finish out this court thing. So you're not paying your ex and then just give it time to where, you know, and keep the door open for opportunities to be able to, to start repairing that. And the, the sad reality is until the kids get away from their mom or have some more autonomy or maybe get into a relationship where that, you know, whoever they're with is like, well, Hey, how come we never talk about your dad? Why, you know, what's up with him? You know, know, they'll, know, they'll probably more than likely there'll be an opportunity where something like that will happen. It depends. It depends on how much brainwashing the, they've had with the ex, with their mom, I mean. So, you know, I mean, you're doing everything right. And, and the problem is, is especially with your ex trying to say, well, I want more money now because I got six months left and I want, you know, they're, you know, I just realized that child support should be more and I've been underpaid and she's just doing it to screw with you. You know, I know she's doing that to screw me. I mean, I bought her a house for the kids cause I was, I felt guilty that I was living in a nice house. I didn't want them to live in a bad house. I got them a home. Yeah. I, uh, you know, always was giving them anything they wanted. Plus the child support never missed a day, never missed any of their events or school things. And then all of a sudden I'm just alienated. It was just like devastating. It all happened when I, my, my neck actually collapsed. I had to have a, a neck fusion. And then she used that as an excuse to take me to court and tell everybody I'm a drug addict because I had a, a neck surgery and they gave me uh, pain medicine. I got off the pain medicine right, right away, but this whole thing stemmed from her waiting to do this. It was like waiting for the kids to be 13 and 15 yep. and bring this you know, kind of nonsense up. 
Yeah, unfortunately, that's what these people do. I mean, it's not, it's, it's, it's freaking evil is what it is. You know, I mean, it's like, who would do, you know, because for us, we're looking at going, who in the hell would do that? Who, and who would take out a con? And, and the rea- like this you know. Say that again. It takes much more energy to be mean than it is to be nice. Oh, my God. Isn't that so true? It's like, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's made the world so much more complicated for no apparent reason. And it's just these people have to pick me, pick, pick me, pick me. And they got to drive the wedge with the kids. And they need that every day for the kids to be like, well, we hate daddy and we love you. I mean, it's stupid. And it just creates more drama and chaos. And it's, it's, it's not worth it. Bad day here. Yeah. I get good day, bad days when I, when the holidays or when I see oh, somebody, yeah. they <clears> mention <throat> how's your kids and I, I don't have really an answer. I'm like, they're doing all right, but I haven't seen them, but they're good. You know, I don't try to say anything bad. Yeah. Yeah. Copy that. So. Um, I love them. I'm not, not I'm never not going to love them, but they know that whenever they want, they come here. I'm not going to ever ask them, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? I just yeah. going to say, let's, we can't fix the past. Let's just go forward. That's how I want to do it. Yeah, I think you're going to have more of an opportunity. You'll have more of an opportunity to that once they're not living in her house. The problem nowadays is kids tend to live with their parents because they can't afford to live on their own anymore. I mean, it's not like when when we were kids. Oh, my God. Well, hell, even in California. You know, I mean, I, you know, I'm 50. I'm I'm like 50, what, almost 52, 52 next year or next month. I mean, not next year. And, uh, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I mean, it was like, I wanted out the second I could, you know, I wanted to drive as soon as I could to get out of the house. And as soon as I was in a, you know, know. quote unquote adult, I was ready to be gone. You know? So the idea of kids being I like, know. I love going out yeah. and being on my own. Yeah. These kids want to be baby there forever. Well, I mean, when rent is, uh, you know, when you have to make a hundred grand a year just to be able to afford a one bedroom apartment, you know, what the hell are you supposed to do when you're, you know, working, minimum wage i mean it's like you know things are things are definitely different than what they were before all right man i got another call let me take that so uh, i appreciate the time thank you for taking the time to talk to me it's a fantastic show keep up the good work thanks man appreciate it you know it it's god it's just so rough you know and and this the sad part is these people have no they have no what's the word i'm looking for they have no morals they have no uh empathy i guess that's the right word they don't even have empathy for their kids i mean jesus everybody knows you know what's the stereotypical thing a girl with daddy issues you know and it's like why would somebody you know why would a logical caring person want to give us give us or set up a situation to where their kids are dis you know disenfranchised dis no that's that's not the right word are are statistically set up to have a harder life you know i mean it's it's i mean but they don't care right they they don't care they want they they want to win they want the attention they don't really care how it affects their kids they don't care how it affects uh the ex it's just they want to be the pick me person they want to be the best friend they want to be the cool parent could be the mom or the dad. Anyway, speaking of that, I am go- not speaking of that, but I am going to go to the next, the last, probably the last caller. Hello, welcome to the show. Hi, Wayne. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going today? Hey, good. And nerve-wracking. Oh, no. This thing, um, right, what's going so on? We want, we want, so the order came in. Sweet. The pickup order for the older child. Yes. The pickup order. Um, what does that mean? Yes. It means that, okay, so we got the full custody, if you remember. For the youngest, the older right? the child refused to come. For all of them. We got full custody for all three. But the oldest child refused to come. Okay. Um, so we went back to court. And it's like, hey, he's still a minor, and he has he does not have that authority to say, oh, I'm not going to go. And you know how that goes. Yeah, you know, that can that can go scary. either way, right? How old, and how old is the oldest? Yeah, seventeen, sixteen, seventeen and a half. So at seventeen and a half, they they did a court. pickup order. Wait a minute, hold on a second. At seventeen and a half, 
dad, let me just, so people understand, dad was able to go back to court. You guys were able to go back to court and the court ordered that the 17 and a half year old go, go follow the court order and go spend the next six months with dad. Is that really, is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Hold on a second. That is, that's phenomenal. When I, I wouldn't have expected that. I would have expected the court to say, hey, you know what? He's 17. You only got a few months. We're not going to force this issue. See, the thing is, you know what that means? That means the court sees the crap that's going on and they're irritated at mom. And that's the, that's the only way I can th- see this happening. So let me ask you this, because the problem is a 17 and a half year old being forced to do that and feeling like they've abandoned their mommy is probably not going to be a fun time at your house. So how has that played out? Yeah. Okay, so we haven't, the order just came in, it's fresh, warm out of the oven. Right. Um, so what, what worked for the middle child was that we arranged with the inpatient uh, facility right. to take her uh, as soon as, like, an in-between place. Right, so from not from mom to our house, that would have been a nightmare. Right, but from oh, okay. mommy to that place. Right, and then it was a two months in between. So okay. two okay. months, really, that's all we could get out of insurance. But in two months, it was so much. I mean, seriously, Dwayne, we couldn't have done it without. Her, right. 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 So, um, and and it has been a game changer. Not that we're not dealing with the, you know, alienation. We are. Yeah, yeah. But in in, in a different level now, right? Like, it's, it's a more, it's a fair fight now. Yeah, um, and let me just, let me pause for a second, so just so, so people listening understand. I mean, because uh, a caller is a longtime listener, viewer of the channel. Uh, the That child that she's talking about had some emotional issues. Obviously, mom was not working on that. They were able to go back to court to get some of these very serious and dangerous, potentially life-threatening issues medically addressed. Uh, and that's how the first part started. Am I, is that a good, accurate, semi-accurate summary of uh, the scenario? Yes, because what happened, and I think in our case, because we found the village that we have with you guys, mm-hmm. uh, early on our walk through alienation, uh, we were able to not react for the time, to see the signs, to, you know, get everything on paper early enough that we want to go to court. So, and what also helps is that, okay, I'm not a therapist, mm-hmm. um, but we see signs of borderline personality disorder, which right. is that over-the-top, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, kind of reaction from the other side. So um, when that happens, it, it makes harder for her to hide what's really going on, right? Yeah. Um, hey, can you, if you're on speaker, can you can you turn it off speaker? Because it makes it really echoey. Just a second. I'm not... Wait. Because it'll, it'll make it really hard for people who are listening to understand you. Does that hear... Oh my God, that is so much better. Yeah, that's a lot better. Anyways, what okay. were you saying? I'm a, it wasn't speaker, but okay. So when we, we, um, she, it's so much harder for her to follow the rules, do what it's, you know, what the court order says. Mm-hmm. And it makes it much easier for her to go back to hey, we're doing everything you guys told us to do, but she's not. Right. Um, and that helps us in the process. Oh, now you're clipping um, out. You're dropping out. I'm, 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 I'm only getting like every third word. Man. Sorry about that. I guess I have really bad reception here. Wait, just a second. Let me try again. I'm going to go outside. That part worked. Whatever you did right there, I could hear everything you just said right there. <laughs> Technology enables us and thwarts us all the time. I, and I, I think what I'll, for anyone listening, what, what, what she's trying to say is that they were able to use the characteristics, not a diagnosis, but the characteristics of, of 
borderline and the patterns of behavior. Use that in court to demonstrate that. The ex continued to follow those traits and effectively torpedoed herself. And as a result, they were able to get that custody of the of the other kids. Uh, I'll have to get the other. Maybe, well, we're going to run out of time. Maybe in the comments, she can. I guess I can turn the live caller off because that has that has dropped. But uh, the 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 point of that, I think, the conversation, the point of that story is, it's critically important to be consistent to stay focused on what's, you know, on, on the goal at hand and what you're trying to accomplish, not to get distracted by a lot of the shenanigans and use, let the other person, let let the toxic person's toxicity shine through. You know, think about it. These people are masters at pushing our buttons and getting us to make mistakes that torpedo ourselves. There's no reason why we cannot use the same tactics that they use against them. The Miami babe said they'll, that was who had called in. They will attempt to do it again. And plus I've closed the calls down and we're going to be running out of time here. So let me, I, I have been remiss at looking at comments. So let me see if I can look at that and see what has been going on throughout this show. Hey, Tiffany, I didn't notice uh, you were on. Thank you for hanging out with us today. So, oh, I tumbled to the other person about dating. He says, take your time and don't go out seeking dates. Do things you enjoy to Im- and improve your life, and someone will naturally come. That is so true and so important. I, you know, way back when, I was very frustrated that uh, I couldn't, that we're, it's so weird because I made excuses like, oh, I live in this small town. I'll never meet anybody. You know, I work on a base. You know, I'll never meet anybody. You know, I was at a higher level in the and where I worked. And it's like I can't date anybody because they all work either directly for me, indirectly for me. And I'm in a leadership position. So, you know, I don't need to create that problem. And then I ended up meeting Debbie. And, you know, we've been together for a really long time. So I Tumblr's right. You know, just and, and the crazy part is, is when I got to the point that I was like, you know what, I don't care anymore. I'm going to enjoy my life. And I, and I wasn't angry. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to just do my thing and it'll happen. And I swear it was like the next month or two, uh, I ended up meeting Debbie. So, you know, take your time guys, work on yourself. It, it, It pays so much, you know, the dividends on that is really important. Uh, I can't even, Canoville 69. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It says people who have, who have not been affected by this kind of situation, try to tell me, let it go and say, your daughter will come back to you eventually. I think it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's, it, it's not condescending, but it sure feels like it, you know, cause people don't understand the pain, you know, I mean, yeah, it's easy to, and I've heard, I mean, I've heard people say that, you know, I've even had, I mean, shoot, some people said that to me. It's like, Oh, just, you know, Go let them, let them leave. Let the kids go out of state. You know, they'll come back later. And it's like, what, you know, what the, I understand they're trying to be helpful. I mean, for a painful situation, but, but it doesn't help because you end up, you know, looking at it going, well, what the hell, you know, I'm like, I've lost all this time. Like the last caller, you know, lost eight years. I mean, it's, uh, it's sometimes people just need to keep their opinions to themselves uh, I started a little late, so I'll, I'll, I guess I don't. I'm getting down to a couple of minutes, but and I do have to go because I have I have work and all that kind of stuff. So let me see if there's anything else I really want to see if I can hit real quick. Otherwise, we will just pick this back up tomorrow. Uh, oh, Ted says Dwayne, there are parents who are double dipping for extra child support money beyond what is in a court order. Oh my God, if they can do it, absolutely they're going to go for it. You know. And it's, it's pretty messed up. But on that, thanks everybody for hanging out with me this morning. I hope you guys are enjoying these morning shows. I know it's kind of weird getting the, the momentum and everything back up. But uh, definitely if you're listening to this and, you, you know, drop me a line and let me know what you think. Or if you have any uh, thoughts and advice on it, I'd really appreciate it. 
And I really do want to say thank you, if this starts rolling, to the channel members. Uh, they're scrolling on the screen right now. You guys help keep the lights on, keep the music playing. And I really appreciate your support and encouragement to keep this going. Hey, guys, have a great rest of your day, and we will see you guys tomorrow.